Hello, welcome to another episode of our Achieve Podcast. My name is Jesse Johns. For those who don't know me, thank you all for tuning in to our podcast today. Today, I am here with our Achieve Director and our Psychology Teacher, Mr. Allen. How are you doing today? Doing well. How are you, Jesse? I'm doing good. Thank you for asking. The first question we'd like to ask you, would you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do here at Three Rivers College? I'm married. Okay. I have four children all graduates of Three Rivers College. Oh, okay. Um, I My wife works here at the college. I'm a pastor as well, and I teach psychology uh, as an adjunct for Three Rivers. We And, and we came about eight years ago to uh, Three Rivers to work, and we started with the ACHIEVE program, and it began to work with that first-generation, low-income, disabled students. Okay. It seems like they have a harder time getting through school. And there's a program called TRIO, uh, Student Support Services. Okay. And we took that on. At Three Rivers, they have named it Achieve. And so what we do is try to help those students get from the first step on campus to walk that last step off the stage of graduation. Okay. I know there's quite a bit of disability students here, isn't it? There are. There are. But, you know, in in the 80s when I went to college, the disabled part was more the severe physical disabled. Yeah. And where we work here also with the educationally disabled, uh, the mental and the physical. So we don't discriminate against the disability. What we try to do is help them succeed. Yeah, absolutely. The, on campus. And and college is difficult. Yeah, it is. Kind of like how we try, to, you, we try to get the students that you said earlier that try to make them successful. How, how, what's some of the opportunities that well, we could? Well, we have a lot of – we have mentors and we have tutors in our program. Okay. And the mentors, they, they visit a lot of the classes. Okay. They discuss what the program is about. How do you qualify? What would get you interested in becoming part of a bigger community? We serve 250 students here in Three Rivers, which is kind of interesting because the largest school in the state only serves 640, and most community colleges serve half of what we do. But Popper Bluff's been very fortunate, I guess I would say, Mm -hmm. uh, to have that 250. And we've been beating our numbers for 30 plus years here. That's a lot. It is. A lot of people know about Achieve because they were helped through in those difficult times. So then we have tutors. And the tutors uh, discuss with the teachers and with the students that are having difficulties throughout the semester, how they can kind of, uh, as I say, beef up their their study habits. Yeah. Um, a lot of times, it's not that a student is not intellectual enough to, to meet the requirements. Yeah. It's they don't have the study skills. And I will tell you, as a first-gen, uh, low-income student, when I went to college, it was real difficult. I didn't have to study much. I thought if I played my way through sports, through high school, and I smiled a lot, and I was a good student in the class, not disrupting people, people pass you. Then yeah. I went to college, and that wasn't the situation. So yeah. I really had to learn to study. I do notice that uh, there is one-on-one tutoring. Is that true? Uh, there is. Whenever they have tutoring, they sign up for it, and then they get that opportunity to go one-on-one with a tutor. So that tutor's not distracted with four or five other people. Nobody's raising their hands, asking them, you know, for attention over somebody else who's trying to get that last math problem figured out. And 
it makes them feel like they're they're special, and they are. Uh, yeah. They're special because they're asking for help, but they're also special because they're the most important person to that tutor at the time. Yeah. And so getting that 15 to 30 minutes is real helpful for them. And a lot of times those students will come back and say to the tutors, man, I got more out of you in 15, 20 minutes than I ever would have on my own yeah. trying to study. And, yeah. And that's what makes it important. Yeah, I think so. I mean, th- that's what I like about the about the, uh, the tutoring that we have. I mean, because I try and best, if I go to the tutoring, I try and best make the worth the tutor's time, you know. A couple weeks ago, I had one of the student tutors uh, help me with government because I said, I got this project. It's due in about two days, but I kind of want to see if you can proofread and kind of see what I need to do because I'm trying to make them own words. I'm not trying to copy and paste what the book says, you know. Right. And, you know, we don't teach plagiarism. <laughs> right, right. We, we want you to have your own imaginative, creative thoughts, and that, that comes with a lot of learning how to critically think through things, yeah, how to have a, a sense of problem-solving. Yeah. That ability... To be ready for class before class starts. Right. I do notice that as I earlier introduced you as a psychology teacher. What got you interested in psychology? Well, I kind of had an interesting situation. I, like a lot of students, thought I was going to be a good athlete in college, mm-hmm. and I thought, uh, well, you know, I wonder how far that's going to take me. Then I started having some physical difficulties trying to stay up with the athletes, and as I told my class yesterday. It was like the ball, I played baseball and I played basketball, and the yeah. baseball was coming across so quick, I struck out before I even felt like I got in the box, you know. Yeah. And then later found out that I was having problems with my eyes and started wearing glasses. That made a difference. Then I thought, I don't ever want to be hit in the face with a pair of glasses on. <laughs> <So> right. <laughs> I gave up baseball and stayed with basketball, but I realized that something was going to have to give, and I got hurt fairly bad in college and I was told I wasn't going to be able to continue to play and so I had been a resident assistant okay and uh, one of the teachers came to me and who was a counselor and he said to me I really think we need to take a look at your transcripts because (laughs) I don't think you know what you want to do right and I said well I'm just I want a degree I want a degree I want to be the first in my family to get a degree and uh, he said well the way you're taking these classes, you'll be here for 10 years. You know? <laughs> and I thought, oh, so there's a method, you know, going through school. And he laughed and he said, yeah, you need to be out of here before I retire. <laughs> and so we're still friends today. And well he said, uh, you really make high marks in the counseling in the psychology area. Yeah. Uh, you have been a resident assistant here for two years. The, the boys in the dorm like you. Mm-hmm. You have a teaching side to you you have a mentoring side to you okay uh why don't you consider that yeah my first question then was if i become a counselor or psychologist who in the world would pay yeah for me to talk to him and he goes oh that's the problem you've got to do all the listening (laughs) and i go wow okay uh yeah i'm a talker everybody who knows me would say yeah i i talk but uh, I had to learn to listen. And what he was really trying to say to me is, you have a gift. Yeah. And that was the first thing, first time somebody had ever said I had a gift outside of playing sports. And I really didn't know how to understand that. But then I looked back into my life and found that a lot of people over the years, even when I was a kid, would sit and talk to me and tell yeah. me their problems. I can go to the mall anywhere, Springfield, Cape, Jonesboro, sit down and by the time somebody's done, they've told me their life story. 
And my wife thought that was so interesting when we first got married. So <laughs> my interest in being with people and wanting to help people yeah. must be that natural gift. And that's the kind of thing we look at for students in our Achieve program. Find yeah. their natural gift and we try to move them towards it. Yeah, absolutely. I know you said uh, you're teaching psychology here. Back in high school or college, what were you involved in? Well, in high school sports, I came from such a small school that I got to do acting, I got to do music, I got to play and sing. I was in all four sports that our school offered at that time. It was uh, football, basketball, baseball, and track. Cool, track. And uh, it was was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I realized my first, my freshman year, the coach put me in a two-mile run. And I realized that you're supposed to actually do that within a certain amount of time. Uh-huh. And uh, after I got done, he asked me if from now on do I he need to use a stopwatch or a calendar yeah. when I ran. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, you were that slow. Yeah. So he took me out of the two mile, and I started throwing a disc <laughs> and uh, did a lot better than that. But anyway, yeah. in college, I was involved in radio. Okay. Uh, I also sang okay. and I performed, uh, played keyboards for a band. On the week, the Bible college that I attended was in Joplin, and on the weekends they really encouraged us to go out and work with local churches. Okay. So I got to work with youth, okay. and a lot of that was just uh, afternoon programs or weekend programs to keep those kids out of trouble or just to give them some big brother, big sister kind of feels, you know, with the kids I went out with. And I also enjoyed older people. We had a nursing home ministry that that was out of that school. And on Friday nights, we would go and play board games with older people. And uh, I found out that I just liked people, you know, and uh, I really didn't feel I was called the pastor. Yeah. I have done that, but... uh, I just really felt I was called to serve in any capacity. I like church camps. I like <laughs> lots of things like that. And it seems like whatever's new and creative, yeah, I like to give it a try. Yeah. Uh, you you just recently went on a church camp this past summer and just recently. Would you mind telling us a little bit about that? Well, we have a camp here. It's a very small, more primitive type church camp in the Naylor, Missouri area called Moark Christian Service Camp. Okay. And this year, because covid yeah, thank you, COVID. Uh, yeah, took care of a lot of camps <laughs> last year. This was the first one back, and so we had a little more of excitement yeah. than we normally would. I think it was time for them to, most of those kids to get out of their house and, and have a good time, but we took college kids out there with us. We used those college kids and taught some leadership through that, taught them how to work with people who were younger than them, how, how to listen to them how to how to be involved with them without telling them what to do right uh not made them little brothers and sisters but (laughs) but brothers and sisters in christ so that they would have someone to look up to yeah and i enjoyed that i i think that camp can be a great learning experience it gets you away from what you know to what you don't know and around new people so that's a big help yes it is and that's why college is that next step after high school you may have not liked certain classes in school, but in college you get to pick the classes. That's why I think it's interesting that you get to pick. I, I know certain – you can pick up the, a class, but I do notice that, that you cannot get by with that class until you take that class for the degree you're going for. That's why, that's why I heard. Right. You want to take your basics. Yes. But then when you start getting interested in your area, yeah, 
then it takes on a whole new personality. And I think that's what psychology did for me when I went to college. Yeah. I didn't know what I didn't know. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as cocky as we all are when we're younger, <laughs> uh, we think we know everything, only to find out that the more we learn, the more we want to learn about that subject. We really didn't know as much about it as we thought. Right, right. If you don't mind me asking, uh, how did you get yourself into teaching at Three Rivers? That was kind of an interesting story. In fact, uh, it, it was a teacher here. They needed someone to pastor in their church uh-huh. in Pigott, Arkansas. And Dr. Helena Rule was the uh, chair here over psychology and accounting and I think four or five other areas at that time. And they were looking for someone who could work those evenings. Back yeah. then, Three Rivers had multiple sites. Yeah. And you had to travel to those sites to teach. So there wasn't this ITV where you can take it in one place and watch it on TV. It's not, you couldn't do it on the computer. You actually had to go. And I got to serve first in Malden, Missouri. And it was with a cooperative with Southeast. It was the old Pepsi plant. (laughs) And I'm sorry, yeah, the old Pepsi plant. And it was uh, hooked on with the Boot Hill Youth Museum. It's all in that same building. Some people listening to this will remember yeah. that. And uh, they uh, they were looking for somebody just to teach general psych one day, one evening. Yeah. And basically back then it was for helping people who wanted to skill up or finish their degree. Yeah. A lot of people had started, but because of time or distance, mm-hmm. you know, the college came to them. Yeah. Or now, you know, you can hit a button on your computer and boom, instant college, you know, <laughs> it wasn't that way before. And so people drove there. I worked a full, full-time job and I realized that most of the people that we were serving were also full-time workers. So you're not always looking at those younger, right out of high school students. Yeah. You were looking at those students that maybe five years out of high school, maybe even 10 years out of high school were yeah. coming. And so it was almost a different kind of classroom. They tend to not let you lecture as much <laughs> because they have so much that they've learned since the right. last class, where sometimes the younger classes are more Oh, we have to learn that. It's in that book. Yeah. Is this going to be on the test? <laughs> right. Know? I didn't right. have that stu- type of student you know, right. at that time. And it was, it, it, it allowed me a chance as a practitioner of psychology and counseling to give them real practical application to what they were dealing with in their jobs and different things like that. Right. And so they weren't being counseled themselves. Right. But they were... They would ask questions. Why do people do this when you confront them? And why do you do that? And it was we, we were covering that in our chapters. Yeah, absolutely. I also I said earlier that you're also an Achieve Director for the Achieve Program. I want to ask you a few questions about that. If sure, you, sure. How did you hear about Achieve, and how did you become involved with it? Well, it, that that's a very interesting story as well. Oh. You asked me about the starting to teach, and I was just an adjunct at that time and still am today, Right, 20-plus uh, years later. But there was a change. I had a, a fairly good contract in my private business okay. with, through the VA and different organizations here in town. And when the Obamacare or the American Care Act uh-huh. went through, it kind of damaged what I could and could not do with federal contracts. Right. My discipline versus what they require. Okay. And so I had heard about 
the Achieve job from somebody here on campus. Hey, you'd probably be good at that. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm still trying to figure out. I've got about 17 more years to retire. Right. And, you know, I, I want to do my thing. I said, well, I think you'd be really good at that. And I said, well, what would, what would happen to all my patients? And they said, well, they're probably going to school there. <laughs> and some of them were. And, and their families. We had spent almost 25 years in the community, and we're getting to know people fairly well at this point. And, uh, not so much looked on as outsiders, since we weren't from here originally. Yeah. I said I'd give it a try. Yeah. But I applied for the advisor's position, the program advisor's position, and I didn't get it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I came, I came in <laughs> evidently not well enough. Well, the president knew that I was working as a chaplain for the lady sports programs here and had about 18 years of that and is a volunteer position here. And he just told the people who were having the interviews, I think he would work better out as the director, you know. So they didn't re-interview anybody. They just brought me in, and I had this one-on-one talk with the president. Now, up to this point, I'd only heard him at a piano concert, and I shook his hand a few times and had, had done some private work for the college in that. But now he's, like, offering a job. Yeah. And he uh, was very cordial, Miss Janine Heath, who is the secretary for the president still today yeah. was in there and they were just kind of having kind of an interesting interview yeah and he pretty much said the interview's already been done right now we've got to decide can we afford you right. kind of thing and uh he told me what some of the perks here at the college were and i like the benefits at the college the uh the health the benefits uh yeah the, the fringe benefits about going to the ball games and right. you know, all that kind of stuff Talked to my wife, and she said, we got to do it. Right. We had four kids coming through college, and they could go here for little or nothing. Yeah. If their dad worked here or their mom worked here. You know, so it's one of those things where, wow, I I can pay for my kids' first two years of college just by going to college here. Right. Kind of thing. And I think that might have changed some of their minds. So. We accepted that position about eight uh, eight years and two months ago. And so that's been a lot of fun. It it has been a really exciting ride, so to speak. It's really been an exciting journey. Uh, I know you said that you really enjoyed the benefits and paying for your kids' college. Are there some some other things that you enjoyed about, about the director's position? Well, we had to do some changing when I first came here because they had been through some directors and they had different styles yeah. of how they managed the program. And I wanted to have a more hands-on approach where I wanted to get the names of people that were in my program. There's yeah. 250. We don't see those 250 every day. Right. Maybe we don't even see them but four or five times a semester. Yeah, so, because our mentors are working so hard to stay in contact with him, our tutors are, and when they walk through, they get to know us. Well, one of the things is name recognition. Okay. A person is given a name that they have not picked for themselves. Okay. You think about it just for a moment. Right. Somebody else picked that name, and so they've been called this their whole life. Yeah. For someone to learn their name and call them that name, the correct name every time, yeah. does something for the character of a person. Yeah. And so every day I would go through and get to know people and 
they might tell me about their dog. They might <laughs> tell me about their mom or dad. They might tell me about their grandma. Well, the next day I'd come out if I the next time I saw them, and I would say, "Hey, how's your grandma? Right? How's your dog? Hey, did you get your deer? Which is a big <laughs> thing down here, right? This yeah. time of the year." And they were like, "Oh, he notices." He listened, you know? Yeah. And so my staff was pretty much here when I came. So they had already had the learning curve. They already knew more than I did about the kids. So I had I became a student of Achieve. And Dr. Marybeth Payne was one of the people that was my mentor for a year. Okay. And so she taught me the policy and the procedures of the program. Yeah. But my staff taught me how to engage with those students. And some of that was natural skills for me. Yeah. Other things, I didn't know what was important. I just knew that we wanted them out of here. We, we had to graduate them. We had to transfer them. We, we, we wanted to set them up on a career path that would they could look back at Three Rivers and say, thanks. Yeah. A lot of that is the hard work of the student. Yeah. But the encouragement can come from us. And in some cases, and you've heard me say this, we're kind of the warm, fuzzy side of the college. Not that other parts of the college are not, but we we are able to to develop full relationships with these students who want to be noticed, who don't want to be left out. They feel like they have to connect with someone. And that's why we started the, the student group, Go Far. Yeah. And those students have just picked up and they've done some great things over the years because they feel like family when they leave. Right. And we just had Zoe Gasalas on our show. She talked about the recent Go Far fundraiser that they had, uh, the Halloween party. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that was pretty insane, uh, what, what, what she said. Well, I, again, a lot of people come from small high schools around mm-hmm. here. Right. Uh, fortunately, I got to go to a sm- really small high school. So did I. So. I had eight in my graduating class. Eight? Oh. But when I got to college, I thought it was huge. Right. And some of those kids feel that way around here. Yeah. You know, and we've had some really good students come through here. Uh, students that I think can compete on every level somewhere in this country. Yeah. But because they come to Three Rivers first, they get a jump on, on life. And a lot of them are actually taking classes while they're still in high school. We don't get them until they're in college. But they don't always stay two years. Sometimes yeah. they're out of here in 18 months or one year. Some of them stay three years. You know, we get to know them pretty well. So yeah, the small the small town high school can compete at every level that the largest high school in the state can compete when they come to Three Rivers, and they can even play and study and compete against their own classmates right. and find out just where they fit in society or where they think they what they might be able to do if they had the right tools right and so putting those tools in their hand are most adequate in making them build that toolbox that's going to take them through life i think that's that's pretty amazing it really is other than the stuff we have what advice would you give to a new student that is entering the first semester and isn't really for sure what they exactly want to do well our program has something called focus two Okay. And that is now available to everyone on campus. And basically, you take the focus to, and it's, uh, it tests your personality, your interest, your capabilities, and then it, it attaches them to what Three Rivers already offers. And for instance, oh, I want to be a game warden. 
I want to be a basketball athlete. I want to do this. Is there certain classes I need to take? Well, wait a minute. I want to transfer to ASU, not SEMO. Right. Believe it or not, we've got that set up. We know what classes you'll take and what you'll need to take, and they won't be the same if you go to Arkansas to school versus Missouri, or even Murray, which we're seeing a lot more of our kids go to Kentucky because it's just right across the river. Yeah. And we're serving the boot heel. And so we try to get that together and we try to promote that. Then when they get where they think they might have a career path, then it's easy. But that first semester is the toughest because you're away from home a lot of times. Nobody's telling you when and how to study. Yeah. You know, they're giving, given advice by a lot of different people and they have to start sorting that out. Nobody's telling them when they're going to bed or when to wake up. So sometimes they miss my eight o'clock or nine thirty class. You know? Uh oh. And then they go, Well, I was so used to somebody telling me when to wake up. <laughs> and I always tell them, you know that cell phone that you never use as a phone? You text on, you do all this kind of stuff. Does it have an alarm? They go, Yeah. I go, Can you set it every day at, on such and such day and such and such day so you can make it to my class? Well, I never thought of doing that before, you know? <laughs> you know, when those things first came out, we thought it was great. You could talk to somebody miles and miles away from the middle of nowhere. Right. But they're seldom used as a phone anymore. They do everything else from watching the movies. You yeah. don't have to go to AMC anymore. You just watch the movie from your, your phone, phone. Yeah. And you text people. Yeah. But the last time I, I've seen some of these students actually talking on the phone, or what they call a phone. Yeah, it's been a long time. Do you do you personally like the new the newer stuff that we have on phones like texting and? We have to use everything yeah. because we're we're serving your generation, yeah. that younger, right out of high school generation, and some of the folks that are older, they have kids at home too, and they want to be able to communicate with them. And yeah. So we 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 try to use every bit of new technology we can afford this summer i was oh, we took a trip and i remember we, we rode on the airplane and i had i was like well i need to do something you can't really use wi-fi you have to use airplane mode i believe what it is yes yes airplane mode and also so i was when i got to the airport i was like well i got down on a movie i don't know what movie to watch you know and then I was like, I need to do something. So, so I put on like a like an hour and a half movie, and I just I was like, let's let's watch that for while I'm on an airplane. So, so that's my like my very first full movie I watched on my phone because, I, like I said, I try my best not to stay off watching movies on my oh, phone. Oh, but you guys play games and everything on them nowadays. I never have been a hardcore gamer on my phone. I've, I just I, I like playing video games on like my PS4. Right. That's, that's what I'd rather do. And I mean, maybe if I like, YouTube videos. Every every now and again, like listening to music if I'm at playing fitness or whatnot. So you know, I probably didn't answer that question the way you wanted to, but let me let me go back and revisit That's what I might say to a new student is get connected to the college. Yeah, uh, don't go home and ask your parents parents <laughs> questions about college if they've never been. I made that mistake one time. My dad has the first name first name and the last name are, are the same only yeah. the middle names are different and so <laughs> one day i come home and i'm just talking about college and he's just his eyeballs are just rolling like a slot machine you know and because yeah. that is no not an interesting thing to him at all what did interest him was a piece of mail that came with his name on it which was really me 
and how much it cost me to go to college. So after I get done telling about college, I begin to ask him questions about college. Right. And he showed me that bill, and it was about $7,000 for a semester. And I, he goes, hey, now I know how much you paid those people this semester to go to school there. And I looked at it, and I went, looked at it. And, of course, I had scholarships and stuff, so that helped. But he, yeah. he knew how much it was. And he goes, how come you didn't ask all those questions while you were at school? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I've had a lot of parents, when they finally get their kids to go across the stage, you know, they yeah. graduate, and they're very excited in May when we have that big graduation thing. They say, we're so glad you were the ones to answer the questions because they were just wearing us out. You know? Right. And, and we had somebody to tell them, go talk to your achieve advisor. Go talk to your mentor. Go talk to the director up there. I'm sure he knock on his door, he, he talked to you, you know. Yeah. And we've always had that open door policy. Yeah. You, you are a, a member of achieve and go far. And you know that when you need us the most, we're available. Yeah. And I think that's, one thing that new students need to do is learn the college procedures. You know, in high school, maybe you were able to walk into a teacher's study hour and, and talk to them. We make appointments here. Yeah. And, you know, a couple times during the, during the summer, during uh, whenever everything got switched online during the summertime because the because pandemic started, I remember I made a couple appointments with Chief a couple times during the summer. You get that one-on-one time with them. Yeah. They, we shut the door. We talk just about the most important person in there, which is you. Yeah. And we just move forward with what you want to do. And so that creates these pathways, these career pathways, these life pathways. You know, probably the other thing I kind of like about this job is the people who've come back. I got to meet the spouses, the new spouses, the new babies that are born. You know, things like that, where they've left and went to college somewhere else, come back and they go, hey, if I hadn't started here and I hadn't got the help I had, this would not be, you know, what I would have in my life. Right. Because they may have met that spouse at the other college. Or (laughs) they may have got out and got a good job, got married, and then they had a kid, and they want to bring back, and they'll... None of them have ever been named after me. That's okay. I remember, <laughs> I, you know, I hear a lot of people have worked at college go, I think there's like four kids who are named after me. I, I, I'm okay with that. You can name yeah. them anything you want. But to see them healthy, they can provide for their families. The, the, they love one another. They love learning. I think that all started by seeing the staff that we've had here throughout the years imitating those same qualities and having that intimate time that we have when they're struggling the most. I think that's really good. I mean, pretty much agree everything what you just said because how are you going to know if we're available if you don't ask, hey, we need we need help, can you be available? And, and I know Achieve and any of our programs, they can help you, they just need to ask, right? I, I think you bring up a good point there because in psychology, it's all about the asking of a question. Right. Uh, phrasing that question a certain way. Even when I've talked to you in the past, you've asked me, how do I phrase a question? How, how do I get the answer I'm looking for? Right. And I think that psychology has taught me a lot about that. It's made me a lot smarter. Yeah. You know, I ask a lot less why questions now. <laughs> and I ask how. Yeah. And start that. And I get a better answer. It helped help me as a parent, yeah, and it's helped me as a boss, mm-hmm. and it's helped me as uh, a friend. Yeah, you know, why did you do this? Well, a lot of times people don't know why they did it, but if you ask them, "How can I help you?" They're like, 
they're full of information. You can help me by doing this, or you can help me by doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Also, one more thing before I cut you loose. I also found out that we will be retiring on November 30th, 2021. Is that true? Yay for me. <laughs> uh, if yes and no. Yes and no. <laughs> if you don't mind me asking, what are your plans after retiring from here? I got a lot of them. Okay. I feel I'm too young to not, not do anything. And, <laughs> and uh, if you talk to my wife, then you know for sure she's got plans for me. And <laughs> it's not sitting at home in front of the TV with a remote. Okay. Right. Uh, actually, I'm going to go back home. I'm from the Kansas, Oklahoma area. Yeah. And my parents are needing us at this time. Mm-hmm. I was raised in a good family. Yeah. They had not had a lot of money, and they didn't go to college. Now, but now my mom has got a college degree since I've left home. Right. So I must get some smarts from somewhere. Yeah. I uh, get the hard-headedness from the other side. <laughs> but no, I want to go back, and I want to be a part of their lives again. But this time, rather than being raised, I want I want to give back some appreciation yeah. for all the things that they've helped me with. I was not that rowdy kid growing up. I was kind of a compliant kid, but there was a lot of passive aggressive kind of things when I was a kid. Yeah, I would I would do them, but I wasn't happy with them. <laughs> and I'm so sure there's a lot of kids that have said that, you know. Yeah. But my my parents have become my best friends. Okay. And they need me right now. And so I walked in to a doctor's office there about two months ago. And before I left, they offered me a job, basically. Yeah. And I thought, well, you know, maybe this would be good to get back home and get into the counseling field again, uh, since I've done that for so long. And I feel like I've done some of it here as well. And I told the doctor, who I've known for years, I don't know that it's going to be that easy because the Missouri licensure credentialing is different than Oklahoma's. And he said, well, would you give it a shot? I said, well, okay, yeah, can. And so three days later, they offered me a job contingent upon getting that Oklahoma license. The last time I looked into it, it was anywhere from six months to a 12-month, maybe even longer process. Mm-hmm. In six weeks, I had a, an Oklahoma license. So we kind of feel like that was a God thing, yeah, not a Todd thing, you right. know. And uh, then other things began to start happening in very positive ways. The relationships that we have had here, we, we're probably going to bleed black and gold for a long time. Mm-hmm. Three Rivers has become a family, and anyone who, who has ever put any time here at Three Rivers and gave it a good shake... So we say out in the Midwest, just giving it a shot to, to be a good experience. We'll say probably the same thing I'm telling you is that you are a family here. And sometimes family has good times and they have bad times, but it's what you do for one another during those times. And so my biggest hope is that they have found our family, the Allens, good contributors to this community and to the college here. And so I will be doing counseling in Miami, Oklahoma, with the 15 tribes that are represented there. My tribe is is one of those represented. And probably going to be working with more of the older, the geriatric area. Uh, seems like a lot of the counselors there have come right out of college. Or <laughs> they've got, you know, 10 years and that's it into it, which is, is a, remarkably a long time for some counselors. But 
we, as one of them said during the interview, we don't have many gray hair people who, yeah. that are coming because we don't have any gray hair people for them to talk to. Right. And I, so I guess I got hired for my gray hair. You know, that's what I asked And so I'm going to become an hourly wage earner again, a Social Security uh, worker, and I'm going to go back. And uh, they do have a mandatory retirement of age, and I might be able to get 13 years in, and I may quit even uh, another job and get another retirement before then. <laughs> but we just feel like this is a divine appointment. Yeah. yeah. And... I've never heard anybody ever say, boy, they wish they hadn't waited till after their parents had died to come back home. Yeah. You know, most of them have said, boy, if I could have, I would have loved to have been there when they needed me the most. Yeah. And my family at this point is now needing us the most. And it's just very good. It's fortunate that we're able to be able to move and do some of these things quickly as it's happened because i thought at the best this would be a year from now yeah and i think i think this is a good reason for you doing you're retiring early because you got family that is going to need you Mm -hmm. and i think this is going to be a good opportunity and i know the college will hope the school is going to miss you so (laughs) Oh, you know, there's always another Mr. Allen out there, but we needed the school as much as they needed us when we came. And what I I could give as good advice for students or faculty or staff is that given anything, you come to work every day with a smile on your face, you know, even if you don't feel it, do it. Yeah. And imitate you know, the more positive things you see in society. And if that's a person or if that is a particular phrase you use, a lot of the students here will remember my phrase is, I'm better than I deserve. And that's from a radio personality that also says the same thing. But, you know, I feel if I got what I deserved, I wouldn't be as fortunate enough to be here at Three Rivers to serve the community here. And that I think that makes a difference his personality and what you're going to promote that positive attitude that you got to promote you know not all of us feel good every day but give the best you have that day anyway and it will pay dividends i i really do feel that a lot of the things i've done over these last 58 years of my life is been because i've looked for direction yeah and uh, made good friends all along the way and so students get out there and take a look at these smaller colleges. They're cheaper. we got some good teachers here, and they could be anywhere else. Yeah. But they've chose to be here at Three Rivers. Take full advantage of, of where they've went to school, how good they are at what they teach, and you'll find that you won't really know all that till you go to that junior and senior level class at another university and go, I learned that at Three Rivers. Yeah. Dr. So-and-so told us that. I'm ready. Yeah. Some of these other people are looking at you going, why do you know the answers? Because that one particular teacher, you were able to zero in on, and you remember where that came from. That's, yeah. that's real important. Yeah. The other thing, for you faculty folks, keep fighting the good fight. You're appreciated more than you'll ever know. Sometimes it takes years for those students to come back and 
slap you on the back and say, good job, teach. You know, you, you did really good for us. But they're out there, and they're coming back every day. You just never know. They're going to darken your door and give you that feeling that's going to make you walk six feet off the floor. And, uh, thank you, Three Rivers, for giving me the opportunity to serve in this way for this community because you are a light in a dark world. Well, thank you very much for being a director. Thank you for having me. Thank you, thank you, Mr. Allen. Thank you very much. Guys, y'all hear it. Please take some of the opportunities that our encouragement that Mr. Allen has given you today. And y'all, I hope y'all enjoy listening to this podcast. And this is just John signing off. And we'll touch you guys next time.